Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. From inside the warehouse at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, it is the Mass and All Access Podcast. Paul Mancano and Bobby Blanco. Bobby, uh, there is construction happening outside our window. Last-minute preparations happening for opening day. It's here. It is It is here. It's almost here. It's a week after the season actually began, but it's about time Baltimore is it's getting baseball back. O's opening day. And it could not come at a better time the way the Orioles are playing. As of right now, they are 4-2. and two. They just suffered a loss in the series against the Blue Jays, but Trey Mancini did hit a ninth-inning home run, gave them a little bit of hope. They were in it. Pretty much the entire game, and what a what a first week of the season it's been for the O's, Bobby. Yeah, they've dropped the finale in Toronto, but they won the series, and they've won two series now. Their yeah. first two series of the season, they've been able to take two of three. It's been a fun week. Both on the road. Both and, on the road. And they enjoyed a four-game winning streak that, that matched last season's longest win streak already Yeah, uh, within the first uh, see six games of the season pretty impressive it's just fun to watch honestly one baseball's back obviously that's great in and of itself but two just watching this young Orioles team Brandon Hyde himself like getting his first win on Saturday the the beer shower in in, in the the laundry cart in the bathroom that celebration um y- you know Brandon Hyde every post game interview with Gary Thorne on Madison has just been all smiles you know, yeah. even, lounging even in, in chair. right, just chilling and having enjoying themselves, and all the young guys are enjoying themselves. I, uh, I think it's really fun to watch, and this is the best you could have hoped for as Orioles fans, or even this a player or part of this organization, a team yeah. general manager, whatever. Like you know, it's great they're winning, obviously, but more so they're having fun. They're competing. They're not just kind of dragging their feet through the season, knowing yeah. that it's going to be a rough year. They're going to go try and, and, and win jobs and prove themselves to be good baseball players and major leaguers. Yeah, exactly. And to see the team rally around a, a first-year manager like that is pretty awesome to see. It already shows you, you know, these, these they haven't known each other for very long, and already they're off to a great start. Uh, we're going to talk about their start to the season and how they're looking, uh, how they looked against the Yankees, taking two of three, the second two games of that series, and then, of course, the Blue Jays series. But first off, Bobby, um, got a little Camden Yards trivia for you because Ooh. I this is homemade trivia because I uh, was watching MLB Network the other night and um, Major League Two came on. Have you ever seen Major League Two? No. So fun fact: Oriole Park at Camden Yards is featured in Major League Two. Yes, they pretend you already knew this. They pretend it's Cleveland, right? Great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I think everyone... I haven't seen the movie, but I think everyone knows that. <laughs> So everyone knows this. Well, also... So la- I, I didn't grow up in Baltimore, to be fair. Yeah. But I'm the last person to know. Well, well also, to be fair, I mean, it has nothing to do with growing up in Baltimore. It's MLB Network plays Major League... They play the same four movies. Yeah. Like, especially... I don't know. I mean, again, this is my... Uh, this is my eighth season at Masson. How many Sundays I've been in here waiting for the game to start, and yeah. MLB Network is just playing one of the major. It's yeah. Major League Two. It's the Sandlot. Yeah. Um, What's the movie about? Um, Ty Cobb, just Cobb. I don't know. <laughs> it's like Field of Dreams. They play yeah. the same three movies yeah. every Sunday morning before the game starts. So yeah, yeah I, and and you can tell watching that movie that it's Cam Yards, which is great. Yeah. Uh, because obviously I don't it's, think Progressive Field had been built back then, so it, they it, use like the most beautiful ballpark. 
in all of baseball for right. that movie. It is great, but it's also bizarre because you see the Indians logo. All, like, literally, they went down to, um, y- you know, uh, what's his name? Charlie. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Winning. Yeah. Charlie uh, Sheen. Two is, and a half minutes, yeah. yeah uh, riding his motorcycle down Utah Street. <laughs> and they have, uh, in the on the gates in the background, they put the Indians logo there. Is that, is that Charlie Sheen? Yeah. <laughs> There's there's a scene he's driving down Light Street in his motorcycle, and then he goes at the top of Federal Hill. It's like <laughs> they don't even try. <laughs> it's like there's a flag waving in the background. Yeah. And it's just like this is Baltimore. You, you couldn't you couldn't even shoot like the city external yeah. shots. Right. But no, the entire thing they they don't even try. It is all you see the warehouse. You yeah. see everything. <laughs> it is a Baltimore, and it it frankly makes me a little upset that. Henry Yards didn't like get the credit of like they didn't like they changed the team and be like oh we moved to Baltimore or yeah. something like that. I don't know. Again, I've never seen the movies, which maybe shame on me, but also whatever. Uh, You've seen them in the background of your life. Well, yes. Well, why why couldn't I don't know the storyline of Major League, so but why couldn't it just been the, why does that be the Indians? Why couldn't it be the Orioles? The first movie was the Indians. I, don't, I, I know that, yeah. but like. I mean, I guess they didn't use Cam Yards in they the were, first movie. They were picking a hapless franchise. That was the idea. I think. Oh, and so back then the yeah, Orioles were winning. Exactly. Okay. I think that's that was the idea behind it. Okay. Um, so good thing they didn't pick the Orioles then. Yeah, I mean, it was a good look, I guess. But it's uh, and it it's just weird to see the other thing. Um, or do you watch the show Veep on HBO? No, heard great things. Have not watched it. So do you know they shoot? They shot an episode here several years ago. Isn't it's before I got here, but I think you were here. I did. Shot it. I did. They also shot um, uh, House of Cards episode here. They did. Yeah, I was oh, here wait, for that. Sh- oh yes, yes, House of Cards. Yeah, because uh, Feature- Frank Underwood throws out the first pitch yes. at, Camden, at the Orioles Yankees game. And you know who sings the national anthem is the lead singer of my favorite band. Lake Street Dive. Her name's Rachel Price. Really? Look it up. It's a great, awesome, awesome, awesome band. Just a lot of children. That, that's great because because um, uh, <laughs> Frank Underwood goes like, because, uh, you know, he's the president, so he's not yeah. supposed to be biased, but he goes, ah, screw it. It's Camden Yards. Go Orioles! <laughs> yeah, like, it's a gift. And they're, yeah, they're playing, because they're, yeah. they're playing the Yankees and everyone yeah. like loses their mind. Yeah, that's a great scene. Well, that's, that's definitely Well, also, a- Julia... I always mess up her name. I think it's Louis Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, or Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. I think it's Louis. Elaine. She's from Baltimore. Oh she's from Baltimore. So oh, that's I, th- really? I think yeah, she's well, that's you, why her character in Seinfeld is a Baltimore. Did her fan. son go to uh, I can't yeah, remember. She, well, she also went to Northwestern. Yeah, that was done something. But else. that doesn't um, mean that Yeah. But in in so it's cool because in that episode they go all they meet a couple of the players. Jake Arietta is one of those oh, maybe players. Maybe she's not. Hold on. I got, um, I you're totally wrong. wrong. <laughs> wow. Just misinforming uh, our yeah. entire audience here. Uh she they go up into the yeah. Okay, hold on. Yeah, she 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 was born in Manhattan, but she grew up in the D.C. area okay. and grew up an Orioles fan. Good. Good to know. Uh, so that must have been cool. She's with the Holton Arms. I didn't know that. Um, we, let's get her on a podcast, Bob. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's call sweet. her up. Uh, so sh- last season of Veep, we could use it as a promotion material. Mm-hmm. This is, I'll have our people call her people. Yeah. Um, they go up into some of the suites, uh, and then they, um, they go onto the field. And then they also shoot a scene that's shot from like the hotel across the street okay. on the balcony. And you can see it's like looking down into Camden Yards and Mike, her PR guy, is on the phone with her and he's looking across the ballpark into the press box or into the, the one of the suites. It's just one of the coolest scenes. Really? Um, yeah. Very cool. Are they, you a big Veep guy? I'm a pretty big Veep okay, guy. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm not entirely caught up because I don't actually have HBO and I have to um, use other people's HBOs. Yeah. But... Uh, huge fan of the series. Gotcha. Uh, Ken uh, is also featured in Wedding Crashers. Not featured. It's shown. Is it really? Wedding Crashers. Uh, it's near the end of the movie. 
Right. Where, I know they go to DC. Yeah, they live in DC. Right. Which I didn't understand why, but like they go, you know, after the was he a senator? What are um John McCain is in that movie? Just thought I'd throw that out there. Christopher, whatever Christopher Walken, yeah, he's he's a yeah, okay U.S. secretary, whatever. He they go to like the shore, mm-hmm. you know, and they go to their house. Uh, but I believe I want to say it's Vince Vaughn's character. He takes his girlfriend Isla Fisher to an Orioles game, oh. and then also Owen Wilson. You know, at the end of the movie, he doesn't get. Uh, Rachel, what's her name? Oh, uh, McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. He doesn't get her yet, so he's really upset. He's, like, mm-hmm. d- almost depressed, and he's just chilling at home, drinking, and he's watching an Orioles game. Oh, wow. And on the TV is an Orioles game. And they have, like, the old school, old school, like the the 90s through mid-2000s bird logo right. on, and uh, it's, it's pretty funny. So, yeah, yeah the, the Orioles are also in wedding crashes. Good to know. Good to know. I know the scene where they're on the steps of the Lincoln uh, memorial, memorial. Mm-hmm. right? Isn't that? And they have the shot, and they're like, yeah, "Hell the morn- of a season, yeah, hell the, of a season, yeah. yeah." The morning after, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That uh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that. Also, one of the best movies of the movies of the past it's twenty years, so, maybe. So hilarious, a- absolutely hysterical. My girlfriend, hysterical. my girlfriend, <laughs> was listening to a podcast. I guess they called the Rewatchables. Rewatchables, yeah, yeah. podcast, and they way uh, better than our podcast. Absolutely, by the way. Ne- never not, listen to our podcast. Not again. a question. Yeah, but. They were talking about it's a timeless classic, but it didn't really age well. <laughs> like yeah, there are some things that yeah yeah it's the, just like ooh a lot of those like Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, yeah. Owen Wilson movies they have stuff in there that like just you rewatch it now and you're like can't believe they got away with it like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, uh, but anyway, the- well, I challenge <laughs> Orioles fans if there's. Any movies or TV shows that we're missing where Candy Yards or the Orioles appear, yeah. please let us know. Because I think it's always those are always fun little nuggets. Yeah. Those, that's my team. Yeah, exactly. We're definitely forgetting something yeah. here. Or haven't seen any because we're uncultured. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the actual Orioles. Uh, what a weekend series they had against the Yankees taking the second, the, the latter two games of that series. Um, and then what a way, you know, you, you think it, you know, that might be, they might hit a snag and, and, you know, have a little bit of a hangover from that when they take on the Blue Jays. But no, David Hess throws six and a third, uh, no hit innings. Yeah, um, guy into that. Ab- absolutely incredible. Uh, and then they win the game after that, uh, take the series from the Blue Jays. Let's start with the series against the Yankees. Okay. We know how formidable that lineup is, and obviously the Yankees are struggling from some injuries right now, but... To me, the most impressive thing about that series was uh, the pitching and particularly the bullpen. Yeah, we talked about how we did a we did our post opening day podcast and how Andrew Kashner didn't really perform on opening day. Yeah. Only last thing I believe it was four, and then we started questioning. All right, how does this affect the opener strategy? Right. But it actually worked out pretty well on Saturday. Nate Carnes gave a, a pretty strong performance, and the bullpen was able to turn out, and it didn't really set. The Orioles back too much in terms of the pitchers they could use for for the remainder of this, especially considering they didn't get an off day on Monday. Yeah, um, so they had to go straight to Toronto, um, but everything ended up working out, and then they take taking two out of three. Um, so yeah, the pitching was was impressive, and Dylan Bundy held his own on Sunday. We we talked about how it was kind of nerve wracking sending the guy who gave up the most home runs in 2018 to. Yankee Stadium to face the Bronx Bombers and, and the likes of an Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, and, and he he did okay. Yeah. You know, he, he kept the Orioles in the game, and the Orioles were able to win. So that was impressive to see as well. Yeah, the pitching, I think, is, you know, everyone loves talking about offense, and and, and Sucre is off to a great start. Dwight Smith Jr. is off to a good start. Trey Mancini yeah. is just slugging the ball out of the gate. 
but the pitching, aside from Andrew Kashner's first start, has has kept the Orioles in yeah. games. Uh, surprisingly so. And I think it's interesting because there aren't, I think, you know, Michael Elias definitely talks about building up the talent base of this organization, and, and they definitely um, are going to look to infuse the entire organization with young talent and young prospects from the draft to everybody everywhere else. But it seems like they already have some young, interesting guys, obviously Austin Hayes, obviously Ryan Mountcastle, Chance Cisco. These guys are, are, are already looking like they could be potentially long-term pieces, the pitching side, not as much. They don't have as many sure things uh, in the minors and prospect-wise that are going to come up. Dylan Tate has shown flashes. We've seen flashes from, um, you know, uh, from Hunter Harvey, guys mm-hmm. like that in the past. But it doesn't seem like they have as many sure things. So if they, if some of these guys on the current roster end up being long-term pieces, that just kicks. I mean that that puts them three steps ahead of where then you know they would be yeah. so if if Jimmy Yacobonis if David Hess if Paul Fry if a few of these guys can be actual solid major leaguers or or starters that puts them so much further ahead than uh where we might have thought they were a couple weeks ago this goes along with the idea that the everyone on this roster is playing for yeah, uh, their for spot job. for their spot on the, on a major league roster because there are a lot of them are prospects and again a lot of these guys aren't hand selected by Mike Elias and Brandon yeah. Hyde and company so they're you know trying to prove that hey we should be here we're we're a piece for the future this is a rebuild you know guys are going to come and go we're one of the guys that should stay and, and build our careers here and help this team build back up to being successful and to winning and competing. Um, so yeah, again, these will be the storylines we're going to follow all season long. Um, and it's great to see right out of the gate, you know, there's no, they, they didn't set themselves back, you know, as a team, like you, you're talking about, it's It's great for the prospects and the, and yeah. the organization as a whole for the farm, for these guys to be a couple steps ahead. But for this team right now, in terms of winning this season, yeah. you know, they're not going to win. Well, I mean, who knows? They're, I think, tied for first place in it. So who knows how many games are going to place, yeah. But, you know, they're projected not to win as many games as the other teams, which is fine. Um, But, you know, these guys fighting every day, trying to win jobs, and and, and being ahead of the curve, I think is going to be pretty interesting to watch. And and, and it gives Orioles fans a reason to go out there and and support these guys. And I think one kind of overseen benefit of being in such a tough division is a lot of times you'll see guys earlier in their careers have great games, especially pitchers, have great games against really poor teams, really bad hitting teams, or, you know, some guy rips off a great month because they're in a bad division or whatever it may be. You got to see the first weekend of the season, a team that is projected to win potentially 100 games, a team that won 100 games last year, and projected to, that broke the record for most home runs in a season last yeah. year in the Yankees. You, got, you are throwing these guys into the fire up against the best, yeah. the best of the best in baseball. Uh, they're going to play the Yankees. They're going to play the Red Sox. They're going to play the Rays, who could be a wild card team this year. Facing all three of those teams is going to be going to give us a true litmus test of how good these young guys are going to be. We're not going to get any fool's gold games. I feel like you yeah, know yeah. if you know you know the Blue Jays aren't as great of a team, obviously, but um, it's not like they're playing the Tigers. Or they're in the AL Central where they're playing the Tigers or some of the weaker teams um, every you know fifth the Royals, day. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, it, to see these guys go up against the best and then perform well, I think speaks volumes, and it, it shows that these guys are for real. This isn't just 
they got a uh, team on a bad night. They got a bad team. You know they're doing their they're doing well against really good teams. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Just to play devil's advocate because it is it. a podcast and conversations are fun. Um, one, and it's kind of be the, I think going to be the storyline this season. It's going to happen all season long. They never really make it easy. You know, we saw Tuesday yeah. night against the the Blue Jays that, or was it Monday night? I'm getting my days confused. I'm getting my Monday Orioles night. wins confused. Um, that they had a six six. Yeah, one it was the six David nothing Hess. lead. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the Blue Jays came back and had the tying run on third and the bottom of the ninth. It's yeah. just like, oh my goodness. So they're never. It's not going to come easy again. These guys, while they're playing well mm-hmm. against better opponents, tougher opponents, you know, again, those teams are projected to win more big games because for a reason. So yeah. you know, it's not. It's not going to be easy. Those these W's until they did get some help. The Orioles did because I'm looking at. The other teams are opponents, the Yankees and, and the Blue Jays. And some of these games, they left they a lot to be desired if you're a fan of those teams, um, particularly with runners in, on scoring position. The Yankees, over those three games, left 33 guys on base. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. They have plenty of opportunities to win. The Blue Jays even left 13 over the three-game span. So, I mean, I guess that's kudos to the Orioles pitchers for getting outs with in, in high-leverage situations. Spots, yeah. yeah. But also, you know, they may have gotten a little lucky right. over the past six games. True, true. Which but, is fine. Yeah. Which is fair. Everyone, it's baseball, 162 games. You're going to need luck every once in a while. Right, exactly. So, but I'm just to keep in mind, you know, it's not like the Orioles just steamrolled through yeah. these first six games. There were some ups and downs. Yeah. And, and things have happened to go their way. And the nice thing about baseball is over 162 games, the, uh, I feel like the luck kind of evens out. You know, everything just right. kind of evens out yeah. when you have that large of a sample yeah. size. So, you know, we'll eventually see if, if some of these guys, you know, like John Means, who was fooling Yankees hitters left and right, you know, he got out of some jams, but he got into some jams too in the first right. place. So is he, can he correct that as the season goes along and, you know, uh, have have his best stuff at the beginning of at bats and the beginning of his appearances, um, stuff like that is going to be going to be interesting to see. But Bobby, let's talk real quick about David Hess yep. because we got to talk about. Got to touch on that. Um, David Hess, I feel like, is one of those guys that has flown a little bit under the radar coming into this year. He had an ERA just under five last year. Um, sh- had some awesome, strung together last year, some awesome performances, but also hit some rough patches. If he can be, I mean, he looked every bit, um, you know, you throw six and a third no-hit innings. A few days after you throw 42 pitches right. in the middle of a game in a relief appearance, um, that is a monumentally encouraging sign yeah. for yeah. David Hess and, and his long-term future. And, ho- yeah, hopefully, you know, establishing himself or at least going out and proving himself to be worthy of a guy that sticks around. Like yeah. you, we talked about earlier, guys who are going to be pieces in the long term for this rebuild. Um, obviously, the talk is you get the one out in the seventh, a no-hitter is intact. Right. You're steamrolling through guys, young pitcher, and Brandon High comes out and, and tells him, great job, yeah. we're going to the pen. Um, it's tricky. It, it's There's so many ways to look at it. Uh I would say the the reaction, if I may catch you up. Yeah, go for it. The reaction in the first five minutes was um, a little bit more surprised, but I think after like after you got over the initial surprise of it, because it's a, it's an you know goes against the old school um, thinking, but after the initial surprise of it, I think pretty much everybody kind of rallied around it. The idea that this is this is not how this this team is not going to be run 
um, you know, with old school or old fashioned thinking. Yeah. If they're going to make, a, they have to make every decision this year based on the future, based yeah. on the long term view of these guys. And that is the best long term th- view on Thursday through 42 pitches in a relief appearance. Two um, whole innings. Yeah. And he threw, he, he was up to 82 pitches. And David and uh, Brandon Hyde said after the game, I let him go as long as I possibly could, which makes me think he let him go even longer than they were expecting. Maybe even the, the pitch count they had set were, was maybe, I don't know, 70 pitches. Yeah. You know, the fact that he let him go as far, and people were saying, oh, maybe let him finish the inning. What if he can't get out of the inning? He already had a runner on, I believe. You know, if, if he could, or he had one out in that inning. He had if one he, out. If he couldn't get out of that inning, you know, and he ended up throwing over 100 pitches, then you, you, um, you know, risk potentially uh, him being as available or as sharp in his next start. So it, I think people rallied around it pretty quickly. So the last batter he faced was Brandon Drury, and that was an eight-pitch at bat. So pretty right. long, tenuous at bat. Yeah. Um, and then so you figure, okay, he's either losing gas or, you know, we can't have him finish because if you, you know, if he faces two more batters to get two more outs, yeah. eight pitches each, that's yeah. a 24-pitch inning. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, obviously it could be less. It could be more, too. Right. So, yeah, I agree. I think Brenton, they had a pitch count set for him because he's coming on short rest because he went two innings on Thursday. He surpassed that, but, you know, with the no-hitter intact, they maybe even loosened his leash a little bit. Yeah. But still pulled him back at the right time. I think I, it, it's it, it's it's a combination of things. It's it's why did you let him go out the to start the inning in the first place if you're just going to pull him, and then two also, the a Pedro Arujo comes in, and two batters later gives up a home run. Yeah, and we're like, okay, well, you should have left him in. What, what's going on? Right. Here? So I, I think the home run, uh, the guy, the giving up a base hit and then giving up the home run kind of. Makes it even worse because fans want to see. Well, you should have kept Hess in. Like, why? Why did you take him out? Like, he was he was rolling, but I, that's nothing against Hess or Brandon High. They could not have foreseen that. Right. Um, and like you said, every decision has to be made for the long term. It was long term. It was in David Hess's best interest um, because they're hoping to get twenty five, thirty starts out of him yeah. this season. And yes, it's exciting. It's fun. It's great for him. But he's got to pitch this weekend. Um, exactly. at, at home against the Yankees. And the hope is he's going to have another opportunity like that in his career. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it's also, it speaks volumes about David Hess as a person and, and Brandon Hyde as a person is, um, you know, the way he reacted to it. Um, he went on MLB Network after the game and obviously he, he met with reporters after the game and he was, he immediately said, you know, I, I when I first saw Brandon Hyde coming out of the dugout, I was a little bit surprised but after that, I realized, you know, that's a tough thing to do as a manager. He realized it was in his best interest. Hyde explained it perfectly, um, both to the media and uh, to David Hess. And Hess totally got it. He was on pay. Uh, you know, he, he totally understood what he was doing. Um, he, he, you know, commended uh, Hyde yeah. even for, for saying that was a tough thing to do. And he, he gets the thinking behind the decision. To me, that's just, you know, you can't ask for anything more from, from David Hess. We've seen in our interactions with him, he's been awesome. He's been a positive guy through everything. Um, and that's just, that's awesome to see, pl- one, players reacting that way to their first-year manager, but also, two, um, a young guy like like David Hess, um, you know, doing whatever is, is asked of him. Yeah, and I think it's also kind of blown out of proportion, too, just because, I mean, the massing cameras had great angles of, 
the David yeah. Hasman brand. Yeah, show. and he yeah. was kind of like, oh, come on, really? Like, yeah. And I think people... Which is the competitor in him. Right, yeah. right, yeah. And I think fans like kind of felt bad for him. They're like, hey, let him co- let him keep going, let him yeah. compete. And he came out kind of bummed. But like you said, he, he you know, he totally, under, he totally got it, totally understood, backed up Brandon Hyde's decision. He's like, hey, I, I would, I mean, yeah, it's, it was a great outing, but I would rather play for a manager who is has my best interest in yeah. And in, in my future, in a, in right, and not situation. and not wear me out. Now, obviously, the competitor in me in the moment wants to keep going, but knowing that you know I have a full season ahead of me, I'm a young guy, um, and, and I have a bright future. I'm, I'm I'm glad he did that, and so hopefully we, like you said, uh, David has has more opportunities yeah. to throw no hitters down the line. Exactly. Um, all right, Bobby. So with this homestand coming up over the weekend. What are you looking forward to um, as as the O's come home and uh, have a, what looks like a good weekend of weather? Um, they're honoring Frank Robinson on Saturday. That'd be cool. Um, there is a lot of good stuff kind of coming up this weekend. I, I, luckily, that I think the one day we're supposed to get bad weather is the off day. Yeah, it's sure. on Friday. It is the Friday. So baseball gods are smiling upon Baltimore. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is seeing if last week wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Can, I mean, I'm not expecting the Orioles to compete toe-to-toe with the Yankees in all 19 games this right. season, but can they come in this series and, and and really keep playing up to the level at the Yankees? Now, the Yankees yeah. are playing bad, and they're just getting <laughs> decimated in injuries. By Everyone is just falling apart. So it's a lesser Yankee team that we're, we were expecting to see. But still, a great ball club nonetheless. Can the Orioles keep up, keep pace, even coming off a loss today in the finale against the Blue Jays, which they tried to fight back in. Trey yeah. Mancini's home run brought them within two. Um, can they? Are they actually, you know, showing no fear yeah. in in terms of how they approach this season? Because they're going to have to face the Yankees, you know, three times this weekend. That means thirteen more times regular season. They have to face the Red Sox nineteen times this season. The Blue Jay, uh, the the Rays, yeah, uh, all the other good teams in the, in the American League, um, you know, show that kind of no fear uh, attitude yeah. and, and and their approach this this weekend. And uh, glad you mentioned Trey Mancini because he has been absolutely phenomenal. Hit that three run homer in the ninth inning today. Came into the game batting four fifty. I mean, he's absolutely crushing the ball. Um, he's one of the quote unquote older guys on this team. Is suddenly seen as a veteran. That so much has been made of that. Um, you know, that, that when you have kind of a long-term plan like this, a guy who's 27, um, took a, several years to get up to the bigs. The question is, can he stick around with this team long-term? Is he part of the long-term plans? If he keeps hitting like this, I mean, he is on pace right now for a, an absolute breakout year. Yeah. Um, that would just be huge for him. And I think that would raise the question of, is he, you know, is he, potentially the first baseman of the future is he potentially the the dh or the you know if he they want to move him back to the outfield is he potentially an outfielder of the future so he he's his hot streak recently i think has um he's making a case to stick around with this team long term yeah yeah he's 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 fun to watch and uh i would add also alex cobb's first start tomorrow true on uh, o's opening day camden yards was having a decent spring had a full like we talked about how last year he didn't have a full spring training that really set him back in 27 yeah. 2018 with the full spring training he just got unlucky with an injury in his last outing is he really ready for this season can he come out and, and pitch well and, and deep into this game um i'm sure he's gonna be on some sort of a leash just because yeah. he's coming off an injury and it's his first outing pitchers usually don't go too deep in their first outings of the regular season mm-hmm. 
But, you know, can he be productive and show that he is, one, healthy, and two, you know, can be the ace of this staff for yeah. the season? And I think if there's a time for Brandon Hyde to mess with his bullpen and throw guys out there, as many guys as he wants, and give Alex Cobb a little bit more of a rest, um, this is the time to do it because of the weird off days that right. they are scheduled. You know, they start on Thursday, have their second straight off day on a Friday, which is just weird. I'm all about it. Um yeah, I mean, it gives us uh, an open Friday. I'm not going to use it for anything, uh, probably just watching the rest of baseball. Um, but yep. <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, it, it is a kind of a time to mess with uh, to mess with the bullpen and give them, give a bunch of different guys opportunities. Uh, I'm also looking forward to the crowds. First home, I mean, it's opening day oh, in Camden yeah. Yards. Come on out. There's no reason not to come. It's going to be nice outside. Yep. They're finally home. They're four and two. Uh, the team is fun to watch. Uh, it's, I think fans are buying into this this rebuild and they're excited about it and they understand the process. They understand what's going to happen. Yep. Um, and I mean, opening day at Camden Yards yep. is one of the best days of the whole calendar year. And we've also got the uh, Mass and All Access. I almost said the Mass and All Access podcast. That's what this is. Correct. Uh, actual Mass and All Access is coming your way tomorrow morning. That's going to be exciting. Uh, if you you know are listening to this after the show is run live, you can always go back and rewatch it before first pitch, which is coming around three o'clock. Uh, we're going to have plenty of guests. We're going to have Mike Elias, the GM himself, on the show. Uh, a lot of good stuff, and we're going to be going through some of the great stuff that uh, Camden Yards has to offer for the 2019 season. Yeah, Greg Bader is also going to join us talking about all the giveaways this season, all the promotions the Orioles are doing. The Oriole Bird's going to stop by. We're going to get a Camden Yard chef to come show all the new food and eateries that are yeah. – are, uh, you know what's actually cool, Paul? What I'm looking forward to, right outside our window, Boogs. I'm not going to spoil it, but Boogs looks totally different. So Orioles fans, make sure you head down Utah Street and get to Boogs and grab yourself. So I, uh, opening day, Boogs is always the, the lunch and uh, yeah. the press dining room, and uh, I'm all excited for that. Looking forward to it. Bobby, what's your Twitter handle? At Bobby underscore Blanco. Paul, where are you at? At Paul Mancano, literally my first and last name. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy opening day at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. We'll see you later.